We start with a fire near the downtown last night. London fire crews were called to an apartment building at 241 Simcoe Street. This is west of Wellington around 630. Residents of the building, which is operated by London and Middlesex Community Housing, were not allowed to enter the building while firefighters used an aerial ladder to extinguish a blaze on an upper floor unit. No word on what caused the fire. A damage estimate has not been released. No word on any injuries as well. The apartment buildings had a number of fire calls in recent years. Last night's call was the fourth time fire crews have been called to the location in the past three years. It was an emotional day in St. Thomas yesterday. Friends and family gathered to remember 11-year-old Aiden Curtis, who was struck and killed by an alleged impaired driver while walking in St. Thomas last week. A funeral service was held yesterday afternoon for Aiden at the Masonic Center of Elgin in a show of support for his family. Local residents lined the street during the funeral procession. Aiden dies, died days before his 12th birthday when alleged impaired driver jumped the curb and struck five pedestrians Tuesday, July 4th. One woman identified as Carol Wilson remains in hospital in critical condition. Three others were treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Hundreds of St. Thomas residents gathered at the site of the crash Monday night for a community vigil. All eyes are on the Bank of Canada this morning. The Bank of Canada will announce its latest interest rate decision this morning along with new economic projections. Forecasters are widely anticipating another quarter-point increase, which would bring the central bank's trend-setting rate to 5%. The bank raised rates last month, ending a previous pause on rate hikes. It's out of concern over a string of hot economic data, with which suggested that the bank's governing council uh, that uh, interest rates were not high enough to cool the economy and bring inflation down. Canada's annual inflation rate fell to 3.4% in May, but the less volatile measures out there suggest that prices are still rapidly rising. The federal government is waiting into the B.C. port workers' strike, which is now in its 12th day. Labor Minister Seamus O'Regan has given a federal mediator 24 hours to send him recommended terms to end the strike that has snarled cargo in the port that has uh, numbered about 30 ports. He says the gap between the positions of the BC Maritime Employers Association and the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada is not sufficient to justify a continued work stoppage. Once he gets terms from the mediator, he will forward them to both sides and they'll have 24 hours to decide whether to ratify the principles of the deal. And London's biggest music festival, Rock the Park, returns to the city this uh, evening. Uh, and this week, starting tonight at Le- at Harris Park, it's been 19 years since Rock the Park first began in London, and the festival expects to surpass $4 million on money raised for local charities like Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Tonight's lineup includes The Trues, Bahamas, Vance Joy, all taking the stage before Mumford & Sons close the evening. The forecast for tonight calls for the possibility of rain. There's a chance of rain tomorrow as well. Organizers say the show will go ahead rain or shine. Some tickets are still available with information available at rocktheparc.ca. Checking out the price of gas. It'll be slightly cheaper to fill up today, but not by much. Gas prices in the city slipped by one cent, with the average price for a liter of regular now sitting at $1.58.9. Premium also went down by one cent, while diesel dropped by two cents. 
Cheaper gas can be found at the Costco's, where a liter of regular is going for $1.49.9. In sports, Elias Diaz hit a two-run home run in the eighth inning to lead the National League to a 3-2 win over the American League at the All-Star Game in Seattle. The win snaps the NL's nine-game losing streak at the All-Star Game. Toronto's Whit Merrifield had a hit while Bo Bichette drove in one of the two runs the American League had. Vlad Guerrero Jr. was hitless. Jays closer Jordan Romano got two batters out before leaving with back tightness. Afterwards, he said it wasn't anything serious. He was just being cautious. And Lionel Messi has arrived in Florida to put the final touches on his move to Inter-Miami. Messi is expected to put pen to paper on a two-and-a-half-year deal. It's reported to be worth $60 million a year before being presented to fans at a stadium event on Sunday. His MLS debut will be a week Friday. Checking out what happened on this day in history in 1543. England's King Henry VIII married his sixth and last wife, Catherine Parr, who outlived him. In 1812, American General William Hull invaded Canada from Detroit with 2,500 men in the opening campaign of the War of 1812. He expected he expected to be welcomed as a liberator, but was beaten back three times at Duck River and hurried back to Detroit a month later. In August, he surrendered at Detroit to General Isaac Brock. In 1836, Canada's first railway, the Champlain and St. Lawrence, started service between La Prairie and Saint-Jean-Quebec. In 1849, famed Canadian doctor Sir William Osler was born in Bondhead. He studied and taught medicine in Toronto, Montreal, England and the United States, called the most influential physician in history. He pioneered medical training that combined clinical observation with lab research. In 1855, world champion scholar Edward Ned Hanlon was born in Toronto. He held the rowing title for six years before losing in 1884 and lost only six races out of more than 350. In 1920, the Panama Canal was formally opened, providing a shipping route between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. In 1953, Canadian destroyers arrived at Pearl Harbor to join the U.S. Naval Task Force or Naval Task Force, to take action against the communists in Korea. In 1960, Etch-A-Sketch, the magic screen, a drawing toy, was first produced. In 1963, the Queen Victoria Monument in Montreal was blown up by dynamite. It followed a number of suspected FLQ terrorist bombings. In 1982, it was learned that unemployed Englishman Michael Fagan had broken into Buckingham Palace two nights previous and talked to Queen Elizabeth in her bedroom. In 1996, Prince Charles and Princess Diana agreed on the terms of divorce and in their 15-year marriage. Diana received a financial settlement worth about $32 million and kept her title of Princess of Wales, but lost the designation of Her Royal Highness. In 2011, in the early morning hours, Neptune completed its first orbit of the sun since its discovery in 1846. In 2021, the World Health Organization issued new recommendations on human genome editing. It called for global registries to be set up to track any form of genetic manipulation and proposed whistleblowing mechanisms to raise concerns about unethical or unsafe research.
Happy birthday to Sam, who turns 42 today. Hope it's a good day. You share a birthday with writer-producer Brian Glazer, who turns 72. Canadian Olympic sprinter Bruni Surin is 56 today. Pro wrestler and former mixed martial artist Brock Lesnar turns 46. Topher Grace is 45. Michelle Rodriguez also 45. And Nobel Peace Laureate Malala Yousafzai is 26. If you'd like to celebrate a birthday, anniversary, or a milestone, send me an email at devin at 980cfpl.ca. Those are your headlines for today. We need to pause.